Hello, everyone. Welcome to Reiki Radio. I am your host, Yolanda. And today's episode is very different than any in the past because I actually recorded this episode as a video as well. And it's something that I will be doing more of going forward. So if you enjoy the podcast on the go, listening on iTunes, listening in the car, great. That's not going to change. But if you ever want to tune in and watch the podcast, you can now do that through my YouTube channel, which is Yuchi Wellness. So this episode is the first of the video offerings. And we'll see how it goes. I'm not going to do it all the time, but I will be doing more of it going forward. Other than that, today we are going to be talking about the gift of Mayat, who is an Egyptian goddess. And we're going to be looking at the mythology of what the ancient Egyptians believed in terms of what happens when we die. But we're going to look at this from not such a literal lens, and we're not going to look at it just from the lens of being a myth or a fable. Instead, we're going to look at how this story can help support us in our own lives, in our own journey of awakening, on our own spiritual paths. So right away, I just want you to consider what makes the heart heavy? What goes on in the mind that often makes you feel like your heart is being devoured? And at this point in your journey, have you recognized what it takes to transform, to heal, to uplift, to help you feel and allow the heart to become as light as a feather? We're going to talk about it in this episode. I send you so much love and I'll see you on the other side. Hello everyone, welcome to Reiki Radio. I am your host Yolanda and today I want to talk to you about the gift of Mayat. And Mayat is an Egyptian goddess and there's several reasons why this has been coming up for me lately. So I want to give you a little bit of background before we get into the depth of meaning of the show title, which is Light as a Feather. So one of the things I guess I'll just ask you right away is to consider what makes your heart feel heavy and Alternatively, what makes you feel light as a feather? And even when you have those moments where you are feeling so heavy, weighed down, whether by fear, um, stress, worry, doubt, whatever it may be, what is it that gets you out of that? And what causes that level of suffering? Now, We've all experienced the weight and the heaviness, and we've all experienced the upside, the lightness, the joy, the feeling of freedom. But in this dance and in this life experience, we all have an opportunity to manage how we function and 
you know, I've talked to you about this on the show so many times before, but you are so resilient. And so even when we find that we are holding on to so many things that do cause us to feel this weight, this heaviness, we also have so many tools and abilities available to us to help us lift and transform and heal so that we can then become again light as a feather. So before we go too deep into this, um, I just want to say this is the first Reiki radio that is also available as a video on YouTube. So if you are someone who has been listening to the podcast for the last few years, if you want to start watching the podcast, you can on YouTube. Now this is the first one and I won't um, necessarily record all of them this way, but I will be doing more moving forward. So hello to everyone who is watching the podcast for the first time. Um, Okay, so that aside, I want to back up and talk about why this is coming up specifically around the goddess Mayat and give you some background around her in case you don't know who she is. So I want to start by saying that we all have some kind of connection or draw or interest to particular cultures or um, certain um, mythology or, you know, different philosophies. And it doesn't matter where our family's origin is from or where we live or where we were born or our ethnicity or nationality a lot of us experience feeling some strong draw or connection to other cultures or again um, certain uh, stories that are you know labeled as mythology and different philosophies all of these things and while yes on one hand it can just be a genuine interest and no big deal there are certain times where some of us feel that it's more than that like these things sound or feel familiar to us and we just feel a deep connection again maybe with a particular culture you know like some people feel very drawn to um you know different asian cultures some people feel very drawn to like ancient rome or um old grecian stories or even just the the cultural aspects of clothing things like that it really does vary. So for myself, it's always been Egypt. Now, when I was a young girl, I was always fascinated by um, the bust that you see of Nefertiti, that profile view of her. And even when I was in elementary, I begged my mom for a pair of earrings that were um, of Nefertiti. And my mom was also someone who loves artwork. And so when she, um, you know, we always had art uh, around our house. But when I was 13, she let me choose my own piece of art. And the piece of art that I chose was (laughs) Egyptian. And it was, um, anyway, I'll actually show it to you all one day on the video. I still have it. But I've always been fascinated with ancient 
Egyptian culture, always feeling drawn to it for some reason, but it was never anything that I studied or really looked into. It was just this knowing or this resonance. And then as I, you know, fast forward to my 30s, once I got into energy work, when I started having this intuitive awakening and I started to see, feel, and sense things with more depth, a lot of the imagery that I was seeing in meditation and in sessions and all of these things, they were all linked to ancient Egypt. And so then, depending on what I saw or who I saw, I would start to research different aspects to understand why. I'm not going to go into all of that today, and maybe we'll talk about um, that on a future episode, maybe more detail about past life connections, but I just wanted to give some background around um, how this came through for me uh, around Mayat. So Mayat is an Egyptian goddess, and she is the goddess of truth and order, order between heaven and earth. She is... um, all about justice and if you see depictions of her there are often depictions of her that look very similar to the goddess Isis except for Mayat has a single feather in her hair and that is an ostrich feather and so you will hear about the feather of Mayat. Now that is what we're talking about today and how this applies to our own journeys of transformation And I think it's really interesting because what started happening, I'll back up a little bit. A few weeks ago, I started seeing feathers all over the place, feathers on the ground. I saw a feather in my house on the floor, just seeing feathers all over. And I know a lot of people um, associate seeing feathers with like the angelic realm or um, receiving messages and things like that. But it was never one of those symbols that I personally uh, came across or saw. So when I started seeing the feathers, I didn't really think much of it. I mean, that popped to mind, but didn't think much of it. And then I kept hearing, you know, at random times, light as a feather. And so then it brought to mind uh, the story of Mayat as she relates to um, the story of what happens in Egyptian mythology when we die. So let's get into this part first, because this is where this gets very interesting to me. So we all hear, um, you know, different cultures and even, you know, through mythology, there are different stories of life creation, how we got here, you know, and uh, death. And as we know, you know, it's cyclical. We're born, we die, and then we have stories of being reborn. And even rebirth can mean something very different culture to culture or religion-wise as well. So with this, um, I was hearing the feather of my yacht, and it brought to mind the, the story of what happens when you die according to the ancient Egyptians. And so what they believed was when a person dies, they are greeted by Anubis. And Anubis is an Egyptian god who he was like a guide to the dead. 
he would guide the people that were dead and he also is related to like embalming and these types of things but <clears throat> anubis would weigh a person's heart against a feather so you know the two scales on one scale would be a feather and on the other scale the heart would be placed and if the person's heart was not light as a feather if their heart was heavy their heart would be devoured by this monster and if someone's heart was light as a feather they would then proceed on to what was called the field of reeds which is like like a version of what we would call like paradise so again if the heart was heavy the heart would be devoured if the heart was light you would move on to this state of you know peace a paradise now this reminded me of course of the parallel between um, the story of heaven and hell when you die if you are you know I guess if your soul is bad or something like this whatever the thought is then you're you would go to hell but then if you were good you would go to heaven well, I was wondering why this was popping up um, because I knew it had something to do with this work, like energy work, and I got a very clear message to start to look at these stories not so literally, to look at them from the lens of what happens when we go through these cycles of death while we are living. So not a physical death, but death in terms of transformation. So again, it's like we're born into this physical life and then we go through this cycle of death that is not a physical death. It's like, you know, your spiritual awakening or um, a deep soulful transformation, something that changes you where you are no longer like you were before, but in a deep profound way. And then you find yourself into this new state of being, which is then like being reborn or like a rebirth or like a resurrection into a new state of awareness, a new state of consciousness. And again, this has nothing to do with a physical death. So, okay, so I was guided to look at this um, from this lens to not look at it as so literal and the thing that's interesting about this and that I've, I've known this since I started studying, um, you know, different philosophies and teachings and all of these things um, around transformation and energetic alchemy. A lot of these stories, a lot of these teachings, a lot of what we have been told or taught, uh, especially when it comes to ancient texts and, you know, ancient teachings and things passed down from um, ancient civilizations, they weren't necessarily meant to be taken literally. A lot of times these stories and things that we call mythology are full of wisdom that help us understand how to live from a higher state of consciousness while we are in body, in form. And so one of these stories that was meant to help us understand how to move into a higher state of, of consciousness or awareness 
is this story of what happens when we die. But again, not a literal death. Now, I just want to point out, this story could have been very literal for the ancient Egyptians. I have no idea I wasn't there. But I did receive this clear guidance to look at this from the lens of how it can be applied to how we do this work for ourselves and how a heavy heart impacts us. So let's just back up and look at this differently. You know, it's like mythology. What if we took it out of the category of myth, if we took it out of the category of fable and started looking at these stories from the lens of trying to understand the wisdom that is being passed down to us? And with this in particular, this story, again, I want you to consider death, not as a physical death, but as another word for transformation, but a deep, profound transformation. Now, again, we have the scale and the heart being weighed. A heavy heart would be devoured, whereas the light heart would be um, give you access to moving on to this paradise. So when we think about this in terms of these life experiences that we're having, we can think about the ego or the different challenges and experiences that do make us feel heavy. Again, the fear, shame, doubt, worry, past regret, all of those things, whether we try to stuff them away if we try to hide from them, we push them aside, those energies stay with us and they stay heavy within our field of consciousness. They stay heavy within our mind. And what happens is those energies, that weight, starts to eat away at us. It's like your mind starts to eat away at the heart. So this monster that devours the heart is really like a, um, a symbol of the mind. Because it is our mind and what we hold in consciousness that directly impacts the way that we perceive things. And the way that we perceive things will have a direct impact on how we hold things and how we feel and how we act or respond or react how we move forward or hold ourselves back, how we uplift ourselves or punish ourselves for feeling that we don't deserve goodness because of this old weight that we may be holding, the old stories we may be telling ourselves. The only way to transform and to heal, to allow ourselves to go through the cycle of death, so to speak, is to allow ourselves to first be honest with ourselves, to acknowledge ourselves. We have to know and recognize what is going on with us before we can truly heal it, transform it. We can't be in denial. We have to be willing to stand in the mirror, you know, contend with our shadow. But the key is to do this outside of judgment. And understand that 
this aspect of you from the past that may have gone through something or made a choice that you you know don't agree with today or did something that you regret or holding on to whatever it may be that is causing the weight that aspect of you back then may have been making that choice from a space of fear may have made that choice from a space of lack of understanding you could have been functioning back then from old hurt all i mean the the reasons are numerous but regardless of what that may be you have choice to stand in the mirror today to acknowledge yourself outside of judgment and say you know what it's okay i'm willing to see myself from a higher perspective to understand my choice whatever experience i had from a higher point of view so that i can step out of the weight step out of these stories that are devouring my heart to allow myself to lift into a space of transformation compassion love forgiveness to allow myself to facilitate this energetic alchemy so that i start to support myself in moving from this heaviness into this lightness you know this also reminds me of how in all different cultures we they all have stories of our inner duality our dualistic nature now the stories are different i mean we may hear it referred to as the yin and yang we may hear it as heaven and earth we may hear it as light and dark we may hear it as feminine and masculine everything that these stories are telling us that are describing this duality or this polarity there's also this aspect to the stories that speak to the importance of harmonizing finding union not to be so extreme and not to like rid one or the other we need both we are both just like the feminine and masculine we are all comprised of both the divine feminine and the divine masculine these two frequencies coming together are what cause and allow creation that allow us to be here same light and dark we all have these aspects yin and yang we all have these aspects you know heaven and earth we are those aspects for those of you who are um really <clears throat> tuned into the chakra system you know that the lower chakras are directly related to our earthly experience and the upper chakras are related to our spiritual nature and the heart is where they come together and harmonize it bridges the gap there's unification there's wholeness that's why even when we do the mudra of bringing our hands together in prayer position where do we do that in front of the heart it's like bridging the gap heaven and earth yin and yang as above so below unifying at the center of our being finding harmony together 
Now this is the same. When we are talking about the heart being heavy, when the mind is literally devouring the heart, how do we find harmony? How do we balance within ourselves? And interestingly, again, Mayat is the goddess of truth. We have to be honest with ourselves to find this harmonious balance. She is the goddess of order between heaven and earth. That duality, the, the aspects that make up who and what we are. And she also is the goddess of balance. So one of the things that this also makes me think about a few months ago, if you all were with me um, on the podcast, I did a journey with the major arcana. And one of the cards is the Justice card. So if you have the Rider Waite Smith deck, if you look at the Justice card, there is a picture of a person who is holding the sword in one hand. And remember, the suit of swords are symbolic of thought, of our mental activity. So let's just say that the sword represents the mind. It's upright. In the other hand, the person is holding the scales. And again, the card is called justice. But one of the layers of what this card is about is being honest with ourselves. Because we are the ones that judge ourselves the most. You're your hardest critic your harshest critic. And if you are judging yourself, if you are beating yourself up for old decisions, old experiences, even if you're you're holding on to grudges, you know, beating up somebody else in your mind, all of that is making the heart heavy. You are allowing the mind again to devour you. But you have choice. So this story is about the choice that we have to do it differently, to allow ourselves to go through this process of awakening, this process of rebirth, this process of transformation, getting into our right mind, our higher consciousness, our higher awareness, so that we can stop devouring our hearts allow ourselves to heal, welcoming the energies of forgiveness, compassion, and understanding so that we can start to feel more light. We can allow the heart to be light. That's what the gift of Mayat is. Reminding us that there is a way to move into the field of reeds to move into that state of paradise, or some call Shambhala. There is this gift that we have to move into a state of higher awareness, higher consciousness, while still being here in our bodies. We have the choice. And that is the beauty of it all. Now, if you've listened to the show, you know, um, over the last few years, or even if you're new, you may know that one of the things I always emphasize is the importance of our practice and understanding that 
this process of transformation, these little death cycles that we go through, these processes of, you know, being reborn or awakening, they, they come in stages. What you may realize or understand today, it may have taken you to go through some significant shift. You may have experienced some drastic life change that probably felt like death, that felt very hard, that was heavy on the heart, but you were somehow guided, supported, uplifted through whatever it is you went through and you came out on the other side with more wisdom, more understanding, more clarity than you had before. That's what this is about. Allowing ourselves to evolve in consciousness, to learn through experience, but not holding the experience in such a way that we allow our hearts to be heavy, but training ourselves to understand how to see the beauty and the lessons of our experience and how to function more consistently from our higher state of mind. You know, a lot of people talk about this as like God mind, Christ consciousness, the Buddha mind, being enlightened, being being awakened, all of these different terms. Again, all of these different philosophies, stories, um, mythology from various cultures, all have given us so many references of how to wake up. We just have to pay attention. We have to see beyond the surface. And it starts with seeing ourselves. So, you know, one of the things that really supported me in this, you know, I always say Reiki is the technique and the tool that woke me up to who I was in new ways. And a lot of people think of Reiki as a technique to, you know, just balance chakras or do energy work for others. But the truth is, it is a beautiful technique for awakening to your own true nature, to healing yourself, to nurturing yourself through your own death cycles, to allowing yourself to go through that process of awakening to new levels of understanding, healing, transforming. And another beautiful aspect is that it also opens us up intuitively. So a lot of people, once they go through a Reiki class, they start to notice that they become more sensitive or more perceptive and aware of the non-physical. So you may start to see energy. You may start to feel energy more intensely. You may start to tune into your intuitive messages. That's what happened to me. And... What happened was Reiki really did open me up, but I didn't quite understand how to translate the energies that I was sensing. I was seeing colors and these things, but I was like, so what? What does it mean? I didn't know what it meant. I could feel energy more intensely than I ever had before, which in some ways was kind of annoying. But again, I was like, well, what's the point if I don't know what it means or what it is? So I started taking intuitive development classes just to 
broaden my own scope, to deepen my own understanding and my own awareness. And through that, I started becoming very comfortable with my intuitive knowing, my intuitive mind, with trusting the messages that I receive, with working more closely with my guides, with being able to communicate in sessions with more clarity and more awareness, with stepping out of fear around what I was feeling, seeing, or sensing, and understanding the ownership and authority I have of my own field, my own space, my own mind. It opened me up in so many ways. But what I started to realize, especially when I did the podcast, um, and I started this back in 2013, is that there were a lot of people on similar paths, but that didn't have the same guidance and support that I had found along the way. So I started creating online courses to help support other people who are practicing Reiki or people who are just curious about awakening or developing their own intuition. And since then, you know, five years ago, starting the podcast, it's almost five years it will be in September, I can't believe how much this community has grown and how much it has expanded. And, you know, I'm so grateful for all of you being here. So I have decided to offer my two most popular online courses to help you deepen your Reiki practice and develop your intuition so that these tools, all of this work can become more clear for you to you know, stop wondering how to do it and let me guide you through it. So this package is called Intuitive Reiki and it is normally $350 because it's two classes, but I have a coupon code for all of my community, everyone who listens to the podcast, everyone on my newsletter, the coupon code is thank you. One word, no spacing, just thank you. And it is my deep bow of gratitude to all of you. Because quite honestly, this journey would have been so much different had I not started this podcast and had I not reached out for, you know, community. And yes, part of it is I wanted to share but the truth is, I have received so much love and support back from all of you, and I am deeply thankful. And I know that, you know, all of this work and the tools and the books and the classes, it adds up. I know. I've done it. I still do it. I still study. I still practice. It's ongoing. But I wanted to make these tools, the Reiki tools and the intuitive mastery, very affordable so that as many people who are serious about deepening their practice could do it. And then what I'm going to do starting mid-August is I am going to come in for everyone who signs up for Intuitive Reiki. I'm going to do some live Q&A events so that you have some live support through both of the classes. So... Yeah, if you're ready to take your Reiki practice to the next level or you just want to deepen your intuitive gifts, be sure to get this package. It's only $100 for both classes. Use the coupon code THANK YOU. And you will see the class on my website, which is yuchi.com. That's Y E W C H I 
www.thecoachmentor.com. And remember, again, the coupon code, there's no spacing. Thank you as one word. And if you know someone else who would benefit from these tools to help them with their practice, you can purchase it for a friend, whomever you want. But if it's not for you, you want to be sure to send me an email to give me the email address of whomever the course is for so I can give them access. Okay? So a deep bow of gratitude to all of you. I hope that we all continue to go in this journey with as much ease and grace as possible. And I will continue to share with you as much as I can. And in fact, I appreciate all of you who do show up and, you know, take my classes, do sessions, because while you may think that it's to support you and your journey, your generosity also helps me to continue to share with the community in this way. So I thank you all. I look forward to getting to know you in Intuitive Reiki. Don't forget the gifts of Mayat. Consider again what in the mind is devouring the heart and knowing and recognizing that you have the ability and choice to make it all light as a feather. You have the tools. Let's get to it. So that is all for today, everyone. Have a beautiful, beautiful rest of your day. And remember to always journey in love. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.